everybody, welcome back to Altruism Theory episode 5 And this is an unexpected episode because it was not part of my plan to do this episode But I've decided to do it because of something that happened to me very recently regarding helping my dad You know, we have been doing a transition in his company Because uh, if you guys know the story, my dad does a very uh, brick and mortar business here in Singapore We are selling fabrics and we are doing wholesale kind of business and we have always been working on a sole proprietorship entity. So if you don't know what is a sole proprietorship entity, that basically means that you are working in a company where your assets is not separated between company assets and personal assets. Where you're not allowed to open a company bank account, you're not allowed to borrow money in, in the name of the company, but instead you're borrowing in a, under your own personal name and you need a guarantor for it. So... If you guys don't know what that means, it means that you yourself is not personally protected in terms of your assets and your finances and that creates a problem. So for the past few months, um, I have been figuring out how to actually get the company to do a transition to become a private limited company and I read a lot, you know, I call MOM um, multiple times, you know, talk to the service staffs to get to know this process and, and how to get it done. So... It has been a few months and we have been successfully transited from a sole proprietorship to a private limited company. And these are some of the learning points that, I, that I've learned and I'm going to share with you guys in this podcast. But other than that, if you are a business owner that's looking to start a business here in Singapore, I'm going to be sharing with you the differences of the different entities that, you know, the main two entities such as the sole proprietorship entity and the private limited entity here in Singapore. As well as, I'm going to give you the pros and the cons of why that you should start a company even if you yourself is not starting a business. Okay, for example, like you are an engineer, you are an accountant, you are a marketing specialist, you are a PR uh, manager or whatever, right? These kind of services, if you are highly sought after, I feel that even if you start your own company, you have much more tax benefits and also much more uh, flexibility in terms of the control of your cash flow uh, rather than you're employed. Okay, so I'm going to talk about these uh, differences later on in this podcast. But first up, I'm going to share with you um, what are the differences between the sole proprietorship and the private limited entity here in Singapore? Alright, so in this podcast, uh, we shall begin talking about this uh, topic today. So the many people have been asking me, um, like what, how do I start a business, right? So when you're talking about starting a business, I feel that it's quite easy. It's quite simple, like, oh, I start a business, blah, 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 right? But then when I, we are talking about very technical stuff today, so if you are really interested, I feel that you should take a note and a pen to write it down. Alright, you can pause the podcast and then you can go grab a pen to do it. And so now I'm going to talk to you guys about the differences. And the differences between a sole proprietorship is that you are not privately protected. Alright, just now talking to uh, my dad about it and... I've decided to share with you guys because I feel that this learning point, this learning lesson is a very good um, experience 
for me and as well as you guys that have never been through it so definitely you'll take um, a few learning points here right and you must be asking why did we choose to do the shift alright so I'm going to share with you the reasons why um, my dad and I we have decided to do the shift for his own company because when I started my own company I have registered it under a private limited uh, company straight up from the start but for him because that's way before I became in this industry became uh, well versed with the business aspect and the business knowledge like eight to nine years back when he first started out his own business he started a sole proprietorship because he was afraid that um, by opening a private limited there'll be tons of paperwork which is false because if you know how and you go to the website which I'm going to share with you is that there's this category that's very specific. It's called the EPC. Okay, so when you open up a private limited company, you can put yourself into this category called the EPC private limited company by shares. Okay, so what do I mean by this is that if your revenue is not more than $5 million gross per year, okay, you have not more than 100 employees for your company itself. Your financial statements doesn't have to be full. You have to just file the income statement and as well as you have to file for the PNL, meaning it's a, just a very simple form that shows your cost, you know, how much you make per year and how much revenue and the rest, blah, 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 right? So it's very simple. You don't have to show them your numbers and all this kind of thing because you're less than 5 million gross, right? Okay, so you have to put yourself in that category unless you're making more than $5 million and that's a very different story again. But what we are talking about in this podcast is where people are starting out and people are scaling their business below $5 million. If you are more than $5 million and you want to find out more about this, maybe list down your questions, you know, I can answer them or I can find friends that know to answer them in the next podcast. But for now, we will be talking about $5 million below revenue businesses, okay? So what makes us change because um, my dad, we have been purchasing a few assets here and there over the years. My dad have bought uh, vehicles right for wholesale business we need transport and we have workers we're hiring foreigners and all those things blah 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 we need officers we need warehouse right so all these assets start to pile up but when these assets pile up right there's more financial burden personally if you're in a sole proprietorship company and that results in a more stress because whenever you're taking up a loan you're putting all those debt on yourself Alright, and then we were thinking about if scaling the business and putting yourself on the mark and starting your business proper, you know, making it a scalable business and an investable business where people could invest in your business is to change over a sole proprietorship company into a private limited company. And that's the main purpose of changing over because we have to make the business investable and we have to make sure our business scale properly and where we will enjoy the tax benefits that a sole proprietorship doesn't because a sole proprietorship company is taxed under personal tax. But when you're opening up a private limited company, you are being taxed under corporate tax. And with that, because every single year in Singapore, with corporate tax, you have tax benefits, right? You have schemes and all those things that could help you offset and have reliefs on those tax itself. And on the other hand, uh, why we are talking about opening up a company proper 
be it a sole proprietorship or a private limited company, right, is that you have tax benefits. Okay, so it's just whether how it benefits you in terms of the numbers, right? It's not in terms in terms of scale, because if you are like let's say you are a year like two hundred k a year or you're sixty k a year, it differs a lot between your tax benefits that you can you know get from the government. How easy it is to you know um to file for our annual return and to file for our income statement. Every single year, if you're under this、uh, category that I just mentioned earlier, is the EPC, private limited by shares company, right? Is that you yourself is not required to file a full financial statement to the government because you are less than five million dollars in terms of gross revenue, and then the government doesn't require you to file in a a full financial statement. So all you need to do is to file in an annual return and an income statement. Ah,、uh, for your company, which is a lot of thing, right? You don't have to hire an accountant for to do that. You can just use a very simple, you know, online cloud software. Regarding my dad's ah、uh, change of business, right? Like the process itself is free. Okay, so if you right now is a sole proprietorship company and you're looking to transit into a change into a private limited company, you can just go to MOM. I'll show you right here. You can go to MOM. And you will be seeing these um, these forms, all right. So you just have to go to the form, and you have to notify MOM regarding this kind, this list of things that is happening, right? So when you come to this list, all you have to do is to go to change of business entity, all right. So when you go to change of business entity, there's a form that you fill up. Once you fill up, you just send it to MOM. MOM will approve your um. Will approve your request. I mean, based on what、uh, you have been writing, right? It was subject to approval, right? So you just have to submit it to MOM, and it's entirely free. So, for example, if you have foreign workers right now that's working for you, just like my dad, don't be afraid. There'll be a one-time free transfer. So everything will be transferred, right? Your workers will all be transferred to the new entity once this change of business.、Um, Entity、uh, procedure, right? This measure is、uh, approved, so there's nothing to worry, right? Because the first time that I did it, I thought that I will need to pay for the change of business entity, but end up I don't have to pay because all I have to do is to start a new company in a private limited、um, entity, which is about three hundred and sixty dollars to register and incorporate, right, in Singapore, and then you go to MOM and. Uh, request for this transfer and to let MOM know that there's this、um, this transition going on within your company, that where you are transitioning from a sole proprietor to a private limited, and then it's all free. Okay, once it's、uh, approved, all your workers, right, regarding、uh, foreign workers, S pass holders, you know, employment pass holders, even work permit holders, will all be transferred at one time to the new entity. However, there's something to take note is that. You have to remember that for your work permit holders, you have to pay a, you have to pay a security bond, which is a five thousand bond. Where there's two ways you can do it. First is is you go to the bank and you put a five thousand dollar deposit and uh, you give it to uh MOM as a as a security bond, or you go to an insurance company where you purchase an insurance to cover that five thousand dollar security bond for your work permit holders. So one person is five thousand, so you just multiply if you have more than one work permit holder. Yeah, and then the the whole process I feel is quite smooth. And this is one thing that I feel that、uh, the Singapore government has done well is that、uh, 
it did a lot of help and makes business really really easy here in Singapore if you have any problems you are not sure of and you're not like um, well versed or you don't really know the policies and the measures uh, well enough actually it will be all available in their websites be it ACRA, IRAS, MOM, MOF or even for example your F&B business maybe MOH will help you regarding all the things that is needed for example like some certification you know qualifications for your workers itself I mean that's something that I feel that why doing business here in Singapore is easy as a 20 year old when I started my own business um, I have to say that Benny Ong, my mentor, he is the one that actually um, enlightened me and told me why I should start a private limited company from the start is to protect myself and uh, my company because when my company is starting to scale, when I borrow money, when I buy assets, if whatever happens in the future, I am protected personally. And not only that, is that I am making myself become investable where people can invest in my business, where I can share partnerships officially and that will make things uh, more easy and will make things you know much much clearer when you are trying to scale a business in the future that is more legally right where you wouldn't meet so much of you know hiccups in the in the legal part of your business all right and then we will be talking to you guys right now about uh the next thing which is if you are in a a freelance industry right the gig industry and why you should start your own company and not become employed under another agency and this is the the three things i'm going to talk about the first is that when you start your own company you start to get more cash back home okay why do i say that because when you yourself put um, money right into your pockets through a company account you don't have to pay for cpf that's the first thing you don't have to pay for cpf because uh, where you're under a company as a director, you can receive a director's fee and also you just have to pay for your Medisafe, meaning you don't have to pay CPF directly. But if you're employed every single month, if you are, let's, for example, you're making 1K, you have to pay 20% to CPF, right? And then they'll distribute for your ordinary account, special account and your Medisafe account, right? But if you're opening up your own personal company, you can choose to contribute to your own personal uh, CPF if you want to. If not, it's mandatory to just um, contribute to your Medisafe account, right? Contributing to your Medisafe is mandatory, so you have to do that. It's no choice. But then you will save much more on your ordinary and special account where you don't have to pay for it, right? You don't have to put in money, you don't have to lock it down. So that's one of the first benefits. So if you yourself have better ways to invest, you have better ways to save up your cash, you don't want to put your money to somewhere else that pays better than the 2.5% here in the CPF or even your special account which is up to 4.5%, right? Uh, if you have much better avenues in terms of investment vehicles, I feel that these are a good benefit where you could have if you're opening up your own company here in Singapore, even if you are an accountant, right? If you're an accountant working under a company, you could talk to your boss to give you as a pay to your own private company where you're working as an accountant for that company that you are in. So instead of being employed, you are now being engaged as a contractor. I feel that is a first one of the best um, benefits that uh, opening up your own, own company is. The second benefit that you should open up your own company here in Singapore, even if you are in a gig industry, is that you get tax reliefs. Okay, so for example, if you are working in the 
in the sorry if you are working in Singapore and you're working as a employed personnel you will always have to pay for contributions and then you yourself have to pay for tax right personal tax and that is not negotiable why for example if you are making 1k per month you make 12k annual income alright so the government will tax you based on 12k income right so you are getting charged to pay a tax before you even spend the money but we're talking about 1k here right if you're talking about 3k that is like 36,000 a year and you're getting taxed on 36k but for example now that happens is that you open up your own company and then um, things is going to change because now uh, your company expenses can be offset within the profits itself so for example per year the company profits is let's say 36k but then you have expenses to pay off within the company right be it your software be it your office or whatever you offset and let's say you make about 12k per month eh, per year you make 12k per year and you're getting charged 12k per year only instead of the 36,000 a year because now that you're able to offset your expenses before taxation but if you are employed you yourself is not being able to change the taxable income uh, that is appearing on your IRAS account but if you yourself is working in a company where you are the boss you are the director you are able to change that taxable income because you are able to offset expenses and are able to you know give yourself a director's fee where you are charging based on that instead of your whole annual profits right because this is one of the key um, theories and the learning point that I've learned from uh, Robert Kiyosaki is that you have to start to control your cash flow and then you don't want to allow other people to manipulate your cash flow right because you yourself want to pay yourself first before anything else right but if you yourself is working as an employee today you are paying everything first before you pay yourself for example when you're making 5k a month very simply you have to put 1k away straight away you don't even get to see the 1k when you receive your income right so for example on the income statement you are getting charged 5k per month right but you are getting back only 4k because you are paying 20% to your CPF and your Medisave right and within that 4k okay you are getting taxed for 5k so 5k a year you are making about 60,000 a year so you are getting charged based on $60,000 but yet every single month you are getting back is just $48,000 right that's a $12,000 difference in taxation so let's just say 2% of 12,000 that's how much money you are losing alright and then that's like nuts right that's like a free trip to let's say Bangkok or something or whatever right it's just spending money that you you just lost the money without even looking at it okay and then not only saying that with 4k you still have to pay for your house you still have to pay for the car if you are working in the office and you're paying if you're self-employed you're working in the office and you're paying off that office that's another expenses if you yourself is uh paying like for example the office um, maintenance fees and all those things you yourself is buying your own gears and you yourself is buying your own computers and all it can't be offset in the company expenses because you are employed right but if today you change yourself into a private limited company or even a sole proprietorship company you 
are opening yourself up to a door of opportunities where you can have tax reliefs within what you're already doing. Okay, and then going back to the third point, why you should, why you should um, start a company here in Singapore, be it sole proprietorship or private limited company, is that you have the ability to offset your expenses. Like what I mentioned earlier is the Robert Kiyosaki theory, which is the point number three, where you yourself is able to control your cash flow where you want your money to be at. For example, you want your money to go to where, you want to offset expenses, you are able to do that. So you are now instead paying yourself first rather than paying someone else, right? For example, now you do the same thing, you get 5K, right? So now you have 5K cash in your hand, you decided to offset so many things, right? Your house, your car, your whatever, right? And then the remaining amount, let's say $1,000, you are getting charged $12,000 a year in terms of taxable income now compared to 36 or 40 or 60,000 taxable income a year. So that's one way that you could save up and know you can become more cash rich. But there will be a downside of it is if you are not good in savings and you yourself are not getting yourself protected in terms of insurance and um, insurance and also your own retirement plan, that could be an issue. So this option is not for everybody to start out their own businesses and start doing this. But it's good and it's recommended for people that are like more free in terms of freelancing gig industry or people that have the ability to do that so for example if an engineer today instead of being employed as an engineer here in the company you myself um, put yourself out there as a contractor as a freelancer engineer um, that is working for a company itself i feel that if you are that good and people want your talent i feel that this is a very small favor and it's also something that people could work with being a contractor itself which i believe um that shouldn't be an issue if you are highly sought after or you, you yourself has the ability and have the skill sets to perform and people are looking for them. So I don't, I don't feel that that will be an issue. So I feel that that is um, the three things that I felt that is the one of the benefits of starting your own business and I feel that there's a need for you guys to know. So even today you're planning to start a career, you're working for someone else, think of it this way. I feel that it can help you guys to save more money even before you spend them. So you can have a trip or two. I hope by sharing this with you, you have you earned yourself right what five hundred bucks, right? Or a free trip to Bangkok or maybe a what Nintendo Switch a year. Right? In just one year, if you're making thirty six thousand dollars a year, you have been saving more money than ever by tuning to this podcast and listening to this right now. So I feel that that's the end of the podcast. And I'm thankful that you are still listening and I hope that I help you save more money and you are able to perform uh, much more intelligently in your finances today. And thank you so much for tuning in and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Goodbye.